Hey y'all, this is Chris and you're listening to One Cross Radio and today I am very excited to have uh, my first musical guests on the podcast. Uh, some friends I've known for a long time and for about eh, seven minutes. And <laughs> I'm very excited to do this with you. Uh, today I'm joined by Songbird and Strings. Guys, welcome to the show. How are you today? Good, thank you, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. No problem. Oh, yeah, about yeah, about seven, eight minutes, Paul. You know, but aside from seeing you on Instagram and being like, he looks like a good chap. <laughs> um, oh, oh, it does. Are you kidding? Every time, like, I've seen that. I see the Instagram posts from the shows, the YouTube videos, and I'm like, I want to meet that guy. But then y'all are down in Dallas, and then up in Toronto, and I, I don't drive yet, so it's just like, how, how, Skype is how this is happening. All right, so I'll, uh, we'll dive right in. Uh, how and when did you guys meet? Just because uh, I've known Trish for, like we just figured out, about eight years, and Paul, I've known you for about seven minutes, but y'all have known each other for a couple years. How, how did that happen? Um, we met through an organization called Art House Dallas. Um, Trisha was an intern with them, and I just started coming around to events. It's basically a, a nonprofit that connects um, visual artists and songwriters like we are, and uh, authors, other people that are interested in creativity. And um, we do events uh, that are kind of specific to the disciplines and also just social events. And we met at a songwriter's dinner. Um, you can talk Chris about that. <laughs> yeah, we just um, had this event where they have a bunch of songwriters over to someone's house, and um, they cook us dinner, and you meet people, and then after dinner, y'all, you all sit around in a circle and share some songs you've written, or one song you've written. So, yeah, um, we met there, and yeah, that was about two years ago so that that sounds pretty awesome and that's that's like a wicked program that sounds excellent <laughs> um so where did uh where did y'all grow up and how would you say that impacted you because you come from two different uh different spots i i grew up in in arlington texas which is right between fort worth and dallas okay um, and you know there's cowboys walking around and horses going on the street. And, you know, just, <laughs> no, it's just a normal town. I don't know how it's impacted me. I, um, I've lived in, in this area my whole life, so I um, feel, feel pretty localized, but uh, <laughs> Trisha's been to more places. <laughs> yep, yeah, I, I grew up in Scarborough, um, where Chris? No, you didn't grow up in Scarborough, Chris. You grew up in North York. No, no, East, East York. East York, just right on the right on the border of of the hood, as it were. <laughs> um, I grew up in Scarborough, and um, how did it impact me? Um, I think it's given me an appreciation for uh, diversity, and um, yeah. I don't know. That's that's a huge thing. Um, oh yeah, it's pretty different down in Texas, and I'm just super thankful for growing up somewhere that was very diverse. And um, I don't know, just people from everywhere, and um, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, awesome. 
when and how did you both get involved in in music? Um, I was, uh, I think, third grade in elementary school. I started playing violin. My parents are both professional uh, violinists and violists. Uh, my dad is a violist with the Dallas Symphony, and my mom used to be a violinist with the Fort Worth Symphony. She teaches now. That's sick. And, um, <laughs> That's uh, that's straight up garage, garage band stuff right there. Zeppelin, DC, ACDC. I was like, please tell me you busted out a Metallica cover. Please tell me you busted out a Metallica cover. Yeah, we never, we never Metallica. We had like Nirvana. Ah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, we didn't get to Metallica. <laughs> Should change at yeah, some point. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And then, uh, yeah, Trish, how about how about for you? So I piano lessons from the third grade till whoa sorry from the third grade until the twelfth grade and um it was classical piano um I picked up guitar just for fun in maybe the tenth grade and kind of taught myself some stuff um and then I went to nursing school and um kind of put that all aside (laughs) um except for the occasional church Thing where I would sing. Um, Quinnia. Really, uh, with <laughs> with writing music, I didn't start that till about three, four years ago. When I moved to Dallas, um, I just met a lot of musicians and um, got involved in Art House Dallas and was pretty inspired to start writing music. And so, yeah, that's when I started doing that. Um, and now Paul and I. Um, play gigs around town, original music and covers and um, things like that. For me, it's just for fun, but for Paul, it's a day job, so. <laughs> and sorry, just as you mentioned the piano, I remembered the one time you showed up to Koinonia with the guitar, where I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh no, I didn't know I actually brought that somewhere, that's crazy. Oh yeah. I'm no. trying to get her to bring it down to... Oh my gosh, you need to do it, please. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Work that into our videos. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which... It, you can, Heck, if you ever did any Beatles covers, it, it works, right? Because there's guitar and piano in a lot of their songs, so... Yeah, Um, When did you... Yeah. When did you guys realize that you wanted to pursue music creatively and as something to do like Trish 
uh, said, Paul, this is for you. It's a uh, passion and a bit of a day job as well. Junior high, I was sort of learning how to play guitar and sing and write songs. And then high school, I had a band called Second Story Feedback, and we kind of, I guess, we're trying to be a little more serious. We made a few albums and played out a lot more than we were in, in middle school. Um, and then when I went to college, we all went to different colleges, and um, I kind of lost my band, and so I started doing solo music. And, and um, I was majoring in English and kind of thinking maybe I would be an English teacher. And um, about a year into college, I realized I was uh, getting enough gigs to actually see that as my job. And so I thought, well, I'll give it a try. And um, I've been doing that ever since. So I feel really lucky. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess high school is kind of when I really started to see myself as a songwriter and someone who was serious about music and um, and. Sort of, I guess through all that, I've, I've done music in churches too, and uh, and really learning how to play guitar was, was kind of in the context of my in the garage band, was also in the context of the the church band. So awesome. Well, heck, I yeah. I, I got to give you props for it, man. Like I've known so many uh, so many people through middle school and high school who are like, oh, I'm gonna do music, I'm gonna do music, and then for whatever reason, they don't it doesn't end up happening either they they lose interest or they just get downtrodden but kudos to you for actually persevering and going through man that's awesome thank you thanks i feel lucky like it i it's amazing that there are opportunities to be a musician in dallas of all places so um yeah it's pretty cool i'll do it as long as i can Hey man, I'm I'm hoping for for you and for you guys both. It, it's as long as possible because I'm loving the covers. People seem to be loving the covers when you're posting them up on the on the YouTubes because apparently there's more than one. Uh, for both of you guys, uh, who are some of your influences and favorite artists? I think in terms of uh, singing style, I really admire Karen Bailey Ray. Um, most people probably only know that song Go Put Your Records On or maybe it's Help Put Your Records On I don't know but um, she yeah I don't know I just feel like she is pretty effortless and she doesn't try to be something she's not you know she isn't Adele and she doesn't try to be <laughs> <laughs> and um, in terms of writing music um, I love this band called Daughter and um, another one called Violence. Violence? So I'm, I'm not going to Violence. Oh. The at the end. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's this collaboration between um, this composer named Jeremy Larson and a female vocalist. Um, and it's just amazing. He's uh, um, so good at what he does. And. Um, the female voices he chooses for each album are just insane. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, there's so many, but I think if I had to pick like three um, that have been the most influential would be first uh, John Foreman from Switchfoot and Fiction Family. Nice. Um, Switchfoot like my favorite band growing up and, and still is one of my favorites and 
uh, I think I just really respect him as a, a songwriter and someone who's um, done a really good job of like being a Christian who's a musician but isn't like sort of defined by the marketing terms of Christian contemporary music or uh, that sort of transcends the labels I guess that we try to put our music into sometimes and I really appreciate that and, and just sort of how prolific he's been and how um, willing he's been to change trajectory like to do uh, acoustic music and, and rock music and whatever you know folk music like in Fiction Family and um, to kind of I don't know I just I, I love that uh, every album sounds a little bit different and um I think that that's a strength. Uh, yeah. Another favorite songwriter more recently is a guy from Nashville named Andy Gullihorn, who is um, relatively unknown, but kind of uh, storyteller, singer-songwriter style. Um, he plays most of his concerts in houses and small venues, and there's a lot of um, setting up the songs with storytelling, and that was kind of a new world to me. And sort of a different way of writing lyrics, writing... Um, songs that um, it's not just describing a feeling or an experience but it's, a, it's really a story that you're kind of hanging on every every verse and um, and that's been uh, kind of life-giving I guess I feel like I um, it made songwriting feel new again um, after doing it for a while and so I really liked that and then the third I'm going to uh, say at least two but I guess the, the, the third is like <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh you you said it before you've recently been playing um some more shows and more gigs and then the couple weeks ago when we were trying to arrange this you had a, like a weekend series of shows and you've also been opening for some more well-known acts as well what what's this experience been like for playing the shows and for opening for for people who are uh, like have a little more exposure, what's what's that like? Um, as far as the like opening for people, I feel like we're we're just really lucky. Like it's <laughs> mostly through connections with Art House Palace that we got to play with um, Jarvis of Clay and Sarah Groves and some others and um, Jasko Pierce, Jacko Pierce. Yeah, that's been pretty amazing. Um, just 
people that are really nice and approachable and, and have had a bit of success but you know take us seriously too and <laughs> are just kind of people awesome that's been really awesome sweet yeah and I think one of my favorite shows we played this year was with our friend Caroline Cobb she's much more well known than we are um but um yeah we just met her oh I met her through church actually um but she yeah was just a very kind-hearted person and I think wants to see her friends succeed and so we played at her album release party in September and um, played with her on some some of her songs so oh yeah, that's it's, great it's been really amazing yeah the cool thing about that was she invited us to play because usually it's like you know us trying to get in front of a bigger crowd and and finding artists that sound similar to us and asking if we can open for them but it was nice that she uh, invited us to uh, and we're, we're fans we we both supported her kickstarter on her new album and uh, friends and fans so. <laughs> oh that's great yeah, that's awesome that's awesome uh, just get, uh, you guys have mentioned it a couple times and it's partially been answered, but it sounds like a great place. What can you tell us about, uh, Dallas Art House? Like, it sounds like a really, really cool community. Yeah, um, it's great, honestly. Um, it's, so I interned with them when I was in school doing my master's and, um, they just really, their goal is to encourage artists and inspire artists because um, they believe that art can make our communities a better place. Uh, um, and, you know, um, we need beauty. <laughs> so uh, we've both been involved with it and made really great friends through it and um, met, you know, musical collaborators and just other people kind of trying to do the same thing whether it's like me or it's just kind of a side thing that we enjoy but we have a primary occupation or like Paul he, I know he knows other people trying to make it as singer-songwriters and it's just um, I don't know you need people who are in the same place as you sometimes yeah, yeah it seems like maybe like half the people we hang out with on a regular basis or people we met at our house like I feel like it's hard to overstate like how many or how, how impactful it's been for us and not least of which being us meeting through that <laughs> yeah and I mean I, pro I probably wouldn't be in Dallas if not for, for that um, because there's nothing like it in Toronto at all no no <laughs> at least well, not that I know of well that's stuff you and I talked um, about while you were down there at first yeah uh-huh. <laughs> totally. Um, and so, I don't know, I just, yeah, I'm also just really thankful for it, and I wish uh, more cities did have something like this. Uh, it's, it's good. <laughs> it makes the city feel smaller, too. Like, it's such, yeah. a, it's such a big city with so many people, but to sort of meet like-minded creative folks, and, you know, they, they do a lot of events throughout the year, and we start to see a lot of the same people, and, um, and it was really easy for us to like get involved too. I feel like with some of this, with some groups like that, it's like there's kind of an inside group, 
and then it's hard to break in. But I feel like both of us really like just kind of jumped right in, and, and uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for thank you for going into that a bit more. I've been curious about it for a while, and I remember Trish sent me a link, but I'm like, I I like hearing firsthand stories. So, do you guys have any plans for uh, an EP, like an in sync cover one, by any chance? Or <laughs> she was introducing me to Christmas songs yesterday. No. He'd never heard um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC until yesterday. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. Jill Jill has just been every once in a while throwing on NSYNC and I used to like hate them. But now I'm at the point with 90s boy bands where I'm like, whatever, man, this is fun. I will I will sing aloud and just, yeah, any plan for an EP? Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say one thing. I was just going to say. You can't deny Jill's excitement about things, so she probably was just like so pumped about it that you're just like, okay, I have to. Oh yeah, <laughs> well that and like, how often would we ride around cars like singing along uh, with Whitney Houston, like I want to dance with somebody, or Enrique Iglesias? Like, it's a logical step for me. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, both of us kind of have something in the works. Um, you want to talk about yours first? Sure, yeah, I mean, with the Songbird and Strings thing, we're kind of a marketing disaster. Like, we took on this name, maybe, like, before it really made sense to do so. Like, Songbird and Strings as a band right now is pretty much just like a YouTube band. Oh, okay. So we post music every, every other Monday, and we're actually, this tonight, we're going to film our next video, probably. Um, and uh, <laughs> it comes out next Monday, so we have a little bit of time, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we, we, we post cover songs and some originals, but it's kind of just like a vehicle for us sharing music we like and also um, regularly like collaborating. Um, but I write my own music and so does Trisha. And so we're both, before we do like a Songbird and Strings uh, collaborative project, which I hope we'll do, uh, we're both going to put out some um, solo material. And, awesome. Like I, I produce her stuff and play on it and she sings on my stuff. And so it'll be very like, uh, there's there'll be some cross pollination, but um, but yeah, I'm working on seven songs uh, that I'm gonna start recording in January. And, um, um, and so I've been <laughs> trying to record something for about <laughs> a year and a half, <laughs> at least. Um, so I have. I'm probably just going to do three songs, which doesn't sound like a lot at all, and um, it's not, <laughs> but that's what I got right now, that's uh, what I feel confident about, so I'm going to do those three, and it seems manageable, you know, three songs, I could do that. It was kind of like introducing your brand, too, because I've released other music under my name before, but this will be the first time Trisha's released any of her original music, and yeah. so we're trying to make it really concentrated I guess like every song um, you know spend as much time and as many resources as we need to to make it do the song justice and um, yeah so we, we finished one of her songs um, and it's, it's sounding really cool so I'm really excited to, to finish the other two yeah. well I, I can say I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing hearing both of those uh, 
Like I love your I love your guys' songbirds and strings cover. Trish, I'm I'm a friend and a fan, and any stuff that I've heard from you, I'm like I'm so excited to hear uh, from the studio. And then Paul, I'm looking forward to hearing yeah. your stuff, man. Like, so then, what are some of your guys' favorite songs? It could be of the moment, of all time, or yeah. That's good. That's a great question. <laughs> so much so I'm trying to think of stuff that I've listened to for a long time that stuck with me um, didn't you just shared that Brandy Carlisle song that you really like well, yeah I heard that one yesterday so I don't, I don't know if they'll stay on the test of time but <laughs> she has a new song called The Mother that's really beautiful um, it'll be on her new album but of recent years is this song by Andy Wellhorn who I mentioned earlier um, a song called I Haven't Either and um it's one of those story songs where he's it's kind of the narrative of the song is kind of slowly unfolding and there's like what I like about his music is there's like twists and turns where you think you know what he's talking about and then it flips on you and um, his his music does a great job of it, it's kind of dry like uh, sort of like a dry humor but it can go from making you laugh, laugh uh, to making you cry like in the same song and I feel like this song does that really well and I feel like that song in the last two years or whenever I heard it first um, kind of upped the ante for songwriting. I was like, whoa, you can do that with songwriting? <laughs> and um, so that, that song's been really important to me lately. Awesome. Um, if I, I go back, I um, all the early Switchfoot songs are really important to me. Um, I guess one, one that stands out is uh, Learning to Breathe. Mm. Um that song uh, I guess I, I mean I feel like that song in a, in a lot of ways is like a worship song and, um, but it doesn't doesn't sound like what you normally think of as a worship song and, and for me that's really inspiring uh, and beautiful yeah yeah and um, yeah <sighs> such a hard question <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all of a sudden when you're like what's your favorite song it just everything falls out of my brain it's... like, <laughs> artists so like I've never easier. heard Never heard any songs before. All of a sudden, um, <laughs> is it "Gangsters yeah. Paradise" by Coolio? Yes. <laughs> songs. Are there any songs like "Kills"? Like, can I feel like I have some songs like that. Um, I love really nostalgic songs. Um, so I'm kind of a sucker for um some of John Mayer's songs. Um, are really powerful to me. Like, uh, "Stop This Train." Um, just that idea of like life is going by way too fast and especially looking at your parents and seeing oh they're getting older like <laughs> this isn't no <laughs> stop <laughs> um, and um, yeah just that idea of time I don't know that song really um, talks about that well so I think that's a, probably one of my favorites um, there's a lot of Coldplay songs that are really powerful to me too. I'm trying to think of a specific one, but um, you you ended oh, up uh, recommending. Yeah. I, that's the one I was about to say. UFO. You oh, got yeah. me into that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Okay. I said my like favorite artist before, but I mean I'm a sucker for Coldplay and John Mayer too. But um, yeah, that song UFO. It's so short, and it's it also feels like. Um, a prayer 
Mm. <laughs> to me, whenever I've heard that song, it just felt like, um, I don't know, like a sad but hopeful longing. Um, and uh, it's just always moved me whenever I, whenever I hear it. It's very powerful to me. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Awesome. Hey, fair, fair enough. I, I know I threw you, uh, threw you on the spot, and it's as soon as you're on the spot, that's where it's like. Of course, now I forget everything that I'd actually have an answer for. <laughs> I would like to go back and actually put my answers for that because it's a good question. It's like a question. I feel like that the last time we're asked. <laughs> I could. Uh, yeah. What we could do is I'll toss it on and. If you guys send me any, I'll, I'll do an admimum, or I didn't say that word right at all, because uh, <laughs> I can't words. <laughs> but I'll addendum. Addendum. Thank you, homiet. Yeah, I'll add that in the uh, in the post, being like, so here's the. <laughs> they added these. Um, so final question is, what would you both suggest to people who are wanting to uh, make and perform music? say find yourself a group of people who um, push you and encourage you um, and, and take steps to, to being close proximity with people who challenge you in that way um, for me to be able to write my first song it took another artist friend kind of challenging me to do that and then to keep um, to continue writing it took having a songwriting mentor and meetups with other songwriters where I had to share something. Um, it's just that pressure of like, oh man, I don't want to let them down, so I have to do this. Um, and also, obviously, meeting Paul, I mean, I can't really get out of performing at things, you know, because it depends on me. If I'm playing at a sushi bar or something, we get free sushi and we get, you know, a free day if we sing for couple hours so <laughs> it's very nice. awesome <laughs> i think your instagram is great uh, finding community I, I would also say um sort of s scheduling time for yourself which i i say this as someone who needs to learn that still um i i think a lot of times with with creativity unlike other things we just expect it to happen um spontaneously but um like anything in life it takes practice and it takes uh repeated um, action and so if you have a day job maybe you, your day off, off uh, you program in like 30 minutes or an hour or maybe even just start with 15 minutes of creative time every week um, and if you can do that more then all the better but a lot of times I, I think why why don't I have songs coming and then if I actually just put a date on the calendar and write not just the date but like you know two to four write songs that's when I write songs so you just have to sort of make yourself do it and carve out time. Just it's, it's hard in, in a lesson, and then I need to keep learning. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for taking time out of your day and busy schedule, jumping from uh, leading worship and then heading out to do uh, get another video up on YouTube and then the, their cover out. How's the how's the weather down in Dallas right now? Because like when you say you're going out. To do to do the cover, I'm looking outside. It's like negative nine, and there's snow outside. And Trish knows Canada oh, snow. It's ridiculous. I couldn't survive there anymore. 
Um, yeah, I've... yeah, it's not bad. Honestly, it's not even thing. It's it's it was raining earlier today, so oh but it's probably like maybe ten degrees or something. I I'll still always remember that photo you sent me over WhatsApp, being like, "So so seminary got shut down today. And there's not even a centimeter of snow outside." <laughs> and I'm just like, exactly. It's up to my knees. What's going on down there? <laughs> Well, yeah, there will probably be some when y'all get up to Canada. And uh, thanks for taking some time. And listener, thanks for listening. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. And thank you for joining us for our first episode of 2018. God bless, my friends. Make sure you check out uh, the YouTube channel and any other links that I post. God bless. <laughs>